48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Bill Robertson. Top stories. A pro-Beijing union defends the decision to pull a controversial DSE exam question. The Commerce Secretary says the government is looking at whether Ocean Park can play a role in developing Southern District. More than 200,000 students in Taiwan start to sit exams under strict conditions to stem the coronavirus, and the US House of Representatives passes its biggest ever economic relief package. Education sector lawmaker Ipkin Yun says the Education Bureau's decision to pull a controversial exam question on Japan's invasion of China last century is unfair to students taking the exam. The question asks students sitting the Diploma of Secondary Education History exam if they thought Japan brought more good than harm to China between 1900 and 1945. Mr. Ip says there's nothing wrong with the question. He says the EDB should have discussed the matter with the exam authority before making what he called a rash decision. Mr. Earp says many students are now worried whether more exam questions will be scrapped in future. They will guess what is the impact of the Education Bureau's action this time on the futures and also on the marking scheme. The candidates will be very cautious. They might self-censor in order to survive in the examination. But Wong Kwan Yu from the Pro-Beijing Federation of Education Workers says the question has minimised the harm brought by Japan's invasion. He says the question would spark a diplomatic incident if it appeared in Jap Japanese public exams. Mr Wong says pulling the question isn't ideal, but it's the lesser of two evils. He also said exam authorities have cancelled exams before, namely Chinese and English oral exams, because of the COVID-19 outbreak. It is the Education Bureau's judgment that it's better for them to withdraw the questions for the good of the Hong Kong society as a whole. Sure, it is unfair to those students who are taking these questions. So it is a responsibility of the government or the uh, Hong Kong EA to explain to the students how to minimize this unfairness, uh, technically how to handle this problem. The chair of the Association of the Heads of Secondary Schools, Teddy Tang, agrees that the question wasn't ideal, but he was concerned that the Education Bureau is sending its own team of experts to the exams authority to look at the way it designs papers instead of letting the exams authority handle the problem itself. Academic freedom and professional autonomy as well as professional mutual trust and respect are well-established pillars of the Hong Kong education system. The action taken by the Education Bureau is unprecedented. And there are concerns among the education communities whether it will affect the uh, professional autonomies, professional mutual trust in the future. Commerce Secretary Edward Yao said the government will study in the coming half year whether Ocean Park can help to boost the development in the Southern District. LegCo Finance Committee is vetting a $5.4 billion cash injection to stop the park from closing down as soon as June. Speaking on a radio programme, Mr Yao says he doesn't wish to see the cash-strapped park become a victim of the coronavirus outbreak and economic downturn. He says Hong Kongers have emotional ties with the park, whether it's profitable or not. He says the theme park needs to adjust its positioning after its immediate cash issues are solved. More than 200,000 junior high school students are sitting their exams in Taiwan this weekend with strict precautionary measures in place to prevent infections with COVID-19. BBC's Cindy Soy reports from Taipei. All students had to wear face masks and had their body temperatures measured and hand sanitized before they enter the schools where the exams are given. The doors and windows of the exam rooms were opened, despite the air conditioner being on, to allow air circulation. 
and for the first time, families are not allowed to wait for the students on the school grounds. But there were no complaints from the students. Like all pupils in Taiwan, they had an extra two weeks off during winter break to prevent the spread of the coronavirus. So they are getting fewer exam questions to compensate for the lost time in educating them. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past one. The U.S. House of Representatives has narrowly passed a coronavirus relief package which, if it became law, would provide a further three trillion U.S. dollars to struggling state governments and unemployed individuals. The bill was approved by a margin of just nine votes in the Democrat-controlled House, but it's vehemently opposed by the Republicans who hold a majority in the Senate. President Trump has announced a programme to speed up the development of a vaccine against the coronavirus. Appearing in the Rose Garden of the White House, he said Operation Warp Speed would be the biggest cross-agency project the United States had undertaken since it developed nuclear weapons. Its objective is to finish developing and then to manufacture and distribute a proven coronavirus vaccine as fast as possible. Again, we'd love to see if we could do it prior to the end of the year. We think we're going to have... Some very good results coming out very quickly. The great national project will bring together the best of American industry and innovation, the full resources of the United States government, and the excellence and precision of the United States military. We have the military totally involved. The Italian government has approved a decree which will allow people to travel to and from abroad from June the 3rd. It's a significant change from a country that imposed one of the world's most rigid coronavirus lockdowns. BBC's David Bamford has more. The Italian government has published a decree in the early hours of Saturday morning saying that travel both in and out of Italy will be allowed as of June the 3rd. Free travel across the country will also be allowed from that same day. It's a remarkable signal from a government that believes it's still possible to salvage a summer season of activity and tourism, even though more than 30,000 Italians have died of COVID-19 since February. Shops are due to open this Monday, and from then people will be allowed to visit friends in their home regions. Switzerland, Germany and Austria begin relaxing border restrictions this weekend ahead of a planned full reopening, including France, in mid-June. From today, friends and family members divided by the border closures will be able to meet again, but tourists and shoppers will be officially barred from crossing the frontier. And Portugal has approved a further easing of the lockdown it imposed in March. It includes beaches, which are due to fully reopen in three weeks, with a gap of at least three metres between sunshades. Astrid Kircher, the photographer whose shots of the Beatles helped turn them into icons, has died in Germany, aged 81. BBC's David Silito assesses her legacy. It was in Hamburg that the Beatles truly learned their craft and developed their image. And the person who caused it on camera was a 22-year-old photographer, Astrid Kircher. The moody black-and-white shots taken at a fairground of a brill-creamed and bequiffed Lennon and McCartney were some of the first photos of the Beatles. She had never encountered rock and roll before, and they were equally confounded by her friend's strange haircuts. It wasn't long before she was taking scissors to the quiffs and styling what became known as the Beatles' mop top. 
The Dutch National Public Health Institute has issued advice for single people who want intimacy during the pandemic, saying they're allowed to seek what is described as a sex buddy. The institute says people should stick to one sex partner to avoid spreading the virus. Social scientist Linda Doutz says touch is essential for people's well-being. Our skin, of course, is one of our largest organs. And when we touch each other, when you're being touched, there's a hormone release called oxytocin, which we really need. So it's not just a luxury. It's not something like dessert. It's really something that every person needs in their lives. To sport now, and the football season in Germany is about to resume after a two-month break because of the pandemic. Six top-flight matches will be played, including a key local derby when Borussia Dortmund meet Schalke. The BBC's Jenny Hill reports. The Bundesliga's back, but there'll be no victory cheers, no groans of defeat in the stands. These are so-called ghost games, played behind the closed doors of empty stadia. The first top-flight matches start today, as Borussia Dortmund take on local rivals Schalke. The teams have quarantined for a week and will be expected to observe social distancing off the pitch. Germany's attracted international attention for its apparently successful handling of the corona outbreak. But even as this footballing nation sends its players back onto the pitch, it's striking that polls suggest a majority of Germans think it's too soon to resume the national game. The Belgian football club, Bruges, have been formally declared champions of the National League, which ended prematurely because of the pandemic. Bruges had a 15-point lead with one match left to play, and it's the club's 17th title. And to end the news, the top stories once again. A pro-Beijing union defends the decision to pull a controversial DSE exam question. The Commerce Secretary says the government is looking at whether Ocean Park can play a role in developing Southern District. More than 200,000 students in Taiwan start to sit exams under strict conditions to stem the coronavirus. And the US House of Representatives passes its biggest ever economic relief package. That's the news from RTHK. Welcome to this week's edition of World Vibes with myself, Pierre Tremblay, with you till 3 p.m. This week we have a few musical themes on offer. First, our featured debut album from Montréal-based Marquise Desmarais and a selection of hot new hits from a lot of places on the planet with a few more lockdown songs recorded during this pandemic. As always, Giovanotti says it so well in Italian. We're still the belly button of the world. He is from Rome. We start off with a hot new track from Rio, from the nine-member band Rosa Rosa. The second Rosa has an H at the end. And in fact, it's a re-release of a big hit they had in 2018. It was uh, the title track of their debut album of the same name, therefore, Ebom. It's good. Rosa Rosa from Rio de Janeiro. And they, with their nine members, play Samba Rock, Samba Gafiera, MPB, Musica Popular Brasileira, and Latin Samba. Uh, they also ha are performing tremendously. This is a re-release, and uh, it's going to be followed up by other newer releases afterwards. So let's have a listen to the nine-member band from Rio doing Ebom. Mm -hmm. 
menina bonita, vestida de flor Me dá tua boca, mata meu calor Menina bonita, vestida de flor Me dá tua boca, mata meu calor Vista de carro Parece filha de Oxóssi Doce de Oxalá Só se apurar noite de obar As folhas soltam um perfume Umedece o ar No baile da gafieira Ela é a primeira a querer dançar Me põe fabre nos olhos Me põe pra rodar Me prepara um veneno assim Deixa te achar que me achou O seu colar de Ele é a primeira a querer 